Hey, this is Daniel from Markers on the Map, and we've got a reaction-filled episode for you this week where we take a look at the trailers and new announcements from the Game Awards and Nintendo's latest Indie World presentation. After that, we'll update you on a few games we've been playing, including Fall Guys Season 3 and Red Dead Online. Don't forget to check us out on Twitter at Markers on the Map, and thanks for listening. I was at the store a couple of days ago, right? Right. Um, and ever since we started this, we started during around like October, right? This podcast. Yeah, September, October. Yeah. So around that time, they had the white chocolate uh, Reese's Ghost uh, candy, right? Oh yeah, those were really good. And I thought those were uh, obviously the ghost ones are obviously tied to October, but. They just reuse them for the Christmas season with uh, the Christmas trees, right? Yeah. So, you you kept bringing it up. So, the more you brought it up, it just piqued my interest. So, <laughs> I was I was I was at the store. I believe it was last uh, Wednesday. I was at the store. Maybe Thursday. I might be a couple days here enough, but nevertheless, I was at the store and then going through the candy aisle, and I've noticed there's a full. A shelf full of the wise christmas trees so i said to myself like hey uh why not just try them you know you, you you seem to enjoy them a lot so i was like i'll just give them a shot and uh took them home and then that day uh that night i think i had one and i'm like oh wow this is like obviously it's like a really good candy because oh, i think yeah. Reese's are my favorite candy that bag was gone in like two days tell me about it just tell me about it. <laughs> oh, oh boy, that candy is so good. I love Reese's Peanut Butter Cup. It's like my favorite candy because I think their peanut butter is really good. This, this is just like a Reese's Peanut Butter Cup, except like with a better ratio of peanut butter to the coating. I think. You always, I've always wanted Reese's Peanut Butter Cups, but I'm like, man, that that chocolate is a little much sometimes, and I wish there was like more peanut butter. But obviously. They'll be like, there is like bigger ones, but they cost like a little two or even just like the singular big one will cost like a dollar something, whatever it may be. It's just, it just seems like too much just for a single Reese's peanut butter cup. But the white Christmas trees, you get them for a, you know, a good price and you get a lot of white Christmas trees. And then it comes with that thick amount of peanut butter to chocolate ratio. Now I was at the store, um, looking for a bag of those because you you showing me that you had some <laughs> made me want to go buy more but they didn't have the white ones so i had to get the milk chocolate ones and let me tell you they're just as good <laughs> see now i want the milk chocolate ones so the next time i'm there i'm gonna probably pick those up and probably give an update on those they, they also had mystery shape ones and ooh. i was like ooh, maybe i'll get a reese's peanut butter chocolate mystery shape that looks like cyberpunk 2077 <laughs> <laughs> all right so just in case you're wondering you are listening to a brand new episode of markers on the map a gaming adventure 
And as usual, my name's Daniel, and as usual, I'm here with my co-host Robert. And how have you been this week? Uh, I've been uh, fine. A little shocked that the holidays are just, like, next week it's, like, right around the corner. Like, yeah, no joke. December's over next, in the next couple of weeks. It's almost so that, New Year's. Yeah, it freaked me out, because I'm like, I was told, and all, this, all of a sudden I realized that it's the 17th, I'm like, oh yeah, the holidays are right around the corner. And we'll be able to leave this kind of messed up year behind and hope for a better one. <laughs> oh yeah, but how have you been this week? I'm um, doing pretty well. Uh, not not a whole lot of time for games, but you know, I I played some games this week, and we've got stuff uh, from Game Awards to talk about, and Indie World, and all kinds of cool stuff coming to Switch Online. But something came to my attention uh, yesterday that I think we need to address. All right. So I learned that the Hallmark Channel, you know like the gift cards or the the like the greeting cards yeah um, they are they they're famous i guess for christmas movies and i was shocked to learn that the hallmark channel has a lineup of 40 brand new christmas movies this year 40 huh like brand new like brand new <laughs> 40? And I'm like, 40 Christmas movies? That's like 39 more than the Disney Channel ever had when I was a kid. What the? And, and I looked at some of the popular Hallmark Christmas movies, and they have things like Switched for Christmas. And just from the title, I can think, oh, maybe these people like switch who they spend Christmas with. Or like a Christmas detour, which looks like someone is having a christmas movie on a plane so i thought they should have called it the flight before christmas but i digress i think we should make our own christmas movie all right okay so i had this idea um it could be called the casual gamer christmas and it stars uh uh julianne huff as janice who is a character from Fitness Boxing 2, uh, a game that I willed into existence not that long ago, if you remember back to the start of the podcast. And who's opposite her? Let's see. Uh, how about Christmas singer extraordinaire Michael Buble? Okay. I'm, I'm, and I'm, I was, think- <laughs> I was <I'm> thinking... I was thinking... That, well... Julianne Huff as Janice is, like, so tired of training people to do good at fitness boxing every single day. And she meets Michael Buble's character. We'll call him Tom. All right. And Tom introduces Janice to the wild world, the wild yet cozy world of casual gaming. And we're talking things like Fall Guys, um... Let's see what else they could play. They could play... Would you consider Among Us to be a casual game? Yeah, because even if you're taken out, you can still play the game. Yeah, yeah. Maybe some Minecraft. Oh, definitely Overcooked with the new Swedish Chef DLC. Oh, yeah. Um, And they just kind of have a nice, cozy Christmas together. And you know what? I think we could squeeze 90 minutes with commercials out of that. So, what I'm saying is, come on, Hallmark Channel. Make it your 41st Christmas movie of 2020. 
casual what Christmas. El- what do you have to lose with a casual gaming Christmas? <laughs> you know how much you could just get Microsoft to fund it with the Minecraft. Oh, yeah. It's like we could have a sponsorship with the studio and put their game in it, and the whole movie could revolve around that game. But it could be a Christmas movie. It could be a love story. A nice little Christmas movie love story. Mm-hmm. Who doesn't like a good Christmas uh, movie this time right now? I'll, I'll tell you who does. Hallmark, because they've got 40 new Christmas movies this year. <laughs> 40? I'm shocked that it's 40. I looked them up just to see what each one was about, and I was like... There's really 40 different scenarios that could be made into Christmas movies this year. It's really impressive. Oh, man. But now they have 41, because casual gamer Christmas, come on. Write that down. If I can will Fitness Boxing 2 into existence, then I can will a movie based on the best character in that game into existence. It's just like uh, Death Stranding. If there's a will, there's a way. And speaking of Death Stranding, I just learned that they're getting Cyberpunk crossover DLC, but only on the PC version. Uh. But enough about that. Yeah. Let's talk about the Game Awards. <laughs> that happened after we recorded last week. So, um, first, let's kind of talk about the awards themselves. Uh, mm-hmm. Not, I mean, I'm not. I just don't think Last of Us should have won all the awards. Maybe I'm getting too opinionated. I think they should have won the Accessibility Award, and they did though. Like that game, as far as accessibility features, is is a triumph. But some oh, of the yeah. other awards, I'm like, okay, maybe maybe give it to some, like, maybe games I felt were more deserving. But I guess Last of Us 2 just hit well with the Game Awards people. My my problem with Last of Us Part 2 was just the gameplay. Uh, yeah, like it's I always said, been that. I'm interested, but when I, really, when I figured out it was just like the first one, they didn't really change much. I'm like, isn't that the point of games that, you know, depending the way you play it, not yeah. it's not just story, but the main focus of a game is the way it's played and the way you enjoy it. And I don't enjoy The Last of Us one controller like system, so that's yeah. why I kind of was not interested in part two after I heard it was like, oh, it's the same kind of control. So I was like, okay, feel like a different game. Even like Hades, I've never played it. I've heard it's fun from what you say. You've played it. Mm-hmm. I'd have been happy if anything else won Game of the Year at least. And, you know, some of the performances in Hades deserve to win. And for me, it's just, you're, you're right on the gameplay. Last of Us Part 1, for me, was always a good story marred by gameplay that just didn't feel like what I wanted to do. So, I don't know. I wouldn't call it bitterness or saltiness because it seems like a lot of other, like, websites and stuff are putting like Hades as their top list uh, of the list. I can't remember mm-hmm. if Polygon did, but I think Polygon may have put Hades as their top game of the year. So you just have to look at it as as one awards show in a sea of many. I do yeah. think them winning the accessibility award is completely deserved though. There's yeah. no arguing there. Um so not not many surprises, but was there any other rewards you wanted to talk about? Didn't Hades win one of those awards? There's one of them, I think it won. Hades won the independent game, like the best indie game. And what won best ongoing game? I think it was something we played uh, or I've played. Uh, No Man's Sky. That's right. So and I got to say they've turned that game around like wildly. It's not yeah. even the same game. <laughs> that That is surprised me, but I was happy because it went from a game that was, I guess, clowned on for the entire first 
couple like two years i would say kind of like they didn't really live up to the standard that they would promise or what they were kind of you know doing or whatever that they were showing but insane how it went from a game that was kind of clown but now it's just like it's a great game and exactly it just shows that with enough uh perseverance anything could uh turn around and you can make something good yeah it's like i say with all those games as a service like like (laughs) avengers (laughs) (laughs) anyway so in addition to awards there was a lot of trailers now i wouldn't say these were the hypest trailers um expectations needed to be set and they usually are i I think they do a good job of setting expectations but there's a few things here that's worth talking about first up a smash bros character that doesn't happen every day no it's none other than sephiroth from final fantasy 7 i thought it would be crash but it's sephiroth um how are you feeling on this i know you're probably not feeling it as much as i am but i'm not feeling it that much but how are you feeling it's it's a whole thing of how every announcement was always a Fire Emblem character. I mean, it's the right direction. They're picking other characters from different franchises. I prefer it if it's something new. I'm always the thing where I think the maximum characters per franchise should be at least two to three. I don't think yeah. you need more than that from per franchise because that's a good amount of characters. But I just see it. I just see him as another sword-wielding character. That is true. There's an overabundance kind of of the sword-wielding characters. Um, It is good to have somebody to go toe-to-toe in the same series, I guess, with Cloud. But... (laughs) Yeah. And maybe I'll get flack for this. Sephiroth was never my favorite, you know, sword-wielding villain like that. But he is a lot of people's favorite sword-wielding villain for that. And it really does make sense with Final Fantasy VII Remake happening and everything to have him in the game. I don't. I just don't know. I just don't know because it's like if there wasn't a lot of sword wielding characters, because you got like multiple versions of Link, a lot of the Fire Emblem here, uh, the hero from uh, what is it, Dragon Quest? Dragon Quest. Yeah. If it wasn't for like, I, I think I actually do like heroes from Dragon Quest, but I just think obviously with a lot of the other sword wielding characters, I just think Seth Roth would have been a much better hype if it wasn't so much of an abundance of like sword wielding characters. That's yeah. just my opinion on that. And I will stand by the fact that no Smash character announcement will ever top the Persona 5 Joker announcement that they did at the Game Awards, uh, I think it was two years ago. No Smash announcement will top that because it was out of nowhere. There was no, like, oh, there's a character coming tonight or anything like that. So it was completely surprising. And it was a great character. It's the only DLC character I've bought so far. Man. I do want Min Min. (laughs) I haven't gotten into the DLC either, but... uh... More, the more I think about it, uh, since they added Steve, hey, you know, anything's possible. They could add Doom Guy eventually one, one of these yeah, days. Yeah, Doom Guy's been rumored for ages. Anyhow, let's talk about some of the game trailers. Um, the first one is probably the one I have least to say on. Even though I think it's hype and epic and all that, um, I don't have an Xbox series, so I probably won't be getting this, but Perfect Dark is back. It's from yeah. The Initiative. That's that new triple quadruple a microsoft studio it might be triple a but yeah looks pretty cool doesn't it uh from cgi trailer it looks cool but i hope they can keep that uh concept because obviously cgi trailer will be yeah. different from the actual product uh look at uh borderlands that oh, initial yeah. trailer is completely different from what we got i just think it's nice that 
Microsoft can also have like a hype first party game for people because it's with Halo Infinite being delayed. I don't know if this will come out before that, but it's definitely in the works. So, yeah. you know, it's nice. I, I have no ill will against any Xbox things. It's like, yes, everybody who buys a $500 console deserves some really good first-party games. So more power to them oh, for yeah. that. So let's get into Back for Blood, a.k.a. Not Left for Dead. My initial reaction, I think uh, you agree on it. I'm like, I'm interested because I, I did like the Left for Dead series, uh, but Valve just hasn't done anything with their IPs. They're just kind of sitting there. We did get that I think Last Stand uh, DLC update a couple uh, months, a month or two back for mm-hmm. uh, Left 4 Dead 2, but it's kind of like if they're not going to do it, someone else will fill that void. Someone else will do it. And you know, this actually looks visually kind of cool. I like that it's a little more colorful than I think Left 4 Dead was. Mm-hmm. But gameplay wise. And I hate to sound so jaded over games like this, but it just looks like another shooter to me. I think what got me most interested is that I heard there's roguelike elements to it and some kind of card-based system or whatever. That gets me slightly interested. But I know like stuff like the zombie horde shooting games is, is more up your alley. Uh, it, it's, just, it's just a really good time to just play with a couple friends and just to yeah. kind of mess around and not really play like something like example like borderlands where i have to like if i want a certain weapon i need to farm a certain boss for a certain amount of time so it's like i have to kind of be on my toes with those kind of games i'm just kind of like okay just play with a bunch of friends kind of mess around just have a good time with it yeah and then for me it what it what it did was it made me think of how cool a new mercenaries mode for resident evil would be please Capcom. <laughs> Please make a new Resident Evil Mercenaries mode or a standalone game. Please, I'm begging you, please. What if uh, Village has it, but it's all first person? Um, I don't know how I'd feel about that. You've given yeah. me something to think about. Yeah. <laughs> so, next up, a Fortnite announcement. Because you know how much we love those here. <laughs> We've had one of those every week. First it was Mandalorian, and then it was Kratos. Now it's Master Chief, and then Daryl and Michonne, I think, from The Walking Dead. Yeah. So, and they're coming to all consoles, which means, like, there's some serious crossovers going on right here. Are, are they trying to be the next Smash Bros. or something? <laughs> um, I have a friend uh, who has him, but from what he told me is that everyone, everyone will get the green one, right? Just the regular, like john 117 like master chief green one right but xbox series x and xbox uh one x will get like a i guess a like a chrome not chrome but a matte black one that's cool yeah and apparently it's pretty cool this reminds me of like the opposite thing that super bomberman did because on super bomberman r xbox got master chief playstation got ratchet and clank and i forget which exclusive character the switch got but they didn't share them fortnite is actually sharing these characters so your kratos is showing up on the switch and on the xbox which is weird but cool i i think the last game that i've played that had that was mortal kombat 9 oh the yeah mortal PS3 kombat had, 9 uh, kratos yeah 
But I remember, like, I think it was, like, Soul Calibur 2. Oh, yeah. Soul Calibur used to have crossovers that were console exclusive. Yeah. That, I think, uh, Xbox, obviously, you got Master Chief. Uh, I think Nintendo was Link, right? I think Nintendo had Link and Xbox had... Someone had Spawn, right? Or am I, I tripping? I, I'm pretty sure one of them had Spawn. He was in one okay. of the Soul Calibur games. Soul Calibur 4 had Darth Vader for PS3 and uh, Yoda for Xbox 360. Oh, see, that I want to remember, too. And then I think Soul Calibur 6 just has Geralt from The Witcher in, you know, all of it. And 2B from Nier. But, uh, yeah, crossovers, kind of cool. I like when they happen. I kind of like them more now because if you like a certain character but they're on a certain platform, you kind of have to shell out the money yeah. to get that on that platform. So it's really nice to have it just... and everyone but it's also nice that when you have it for your console you get something special that came from from your side of the system yeah so you know sometimes they'll cross over sometimes they won't sometimes your game won't have a crossover until it's fifth season pass <laughs> street fighter <laughs> <laughs> anyhow let's talk about arc 2 shall we mm. so man i don't think i've ever had the hype deflated <laughs> And this is nothing against Ark. I've never no. played Ark. This is nothing against it. But I saw Vin Diesel come out, okay? And this game looked uh-huh. like another game. We, we we thought it looked like another game. And uh-huh. then I heard a noise in the distance. And I said, is this dinosaurs? And mm-hmm. you said, this has to be Turok. And I yeah. said, oh my god, it's Turok. Man. <laughs> uh, it's just, I, 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 I saw, well, when I first saw it, I thought it was Turok from the get-go, too. I was like, oh, this looks like Turok. Vin I Diesel gonna, is Turok. Yeah, I thought they were going to make it like a more like in-depth of the Turok character and actually just make an actor like Vin Diesel play him. And the dinosaurs came out. I'm like, oh, yeah, this has to be Turok. But then uh, the Ark 2 logo came out. It's like there was Turok-looking technology in that cave. Mm-hmm. I was like, there's no way this isn't Turok. I've never been so sure of something in my life of watching video game trailers, I've never been so sure that this was a Turok game. I, I just think it's it's things, not because it's Arc 2, like nothing against Arc 2. I just think because I think we like Turok. I think I have I have like evolution, I think, on like the original Xbox. I love Turok so much I bought the physical editions of 1 and 2 for the Switch. Yeah, I just think we're, we're Turok fans and I think we just kind of thought it was Turok and tried to make it wish it was Turok, but it wasn't. Yeah. But it's nothing against Ark at all. It's like, well, now it's back to waiting for Second Extinction to come out on the PS5 or something. Yeah. But um, what I like about this, though, is that I read that Vin Diesel is a fan of Ark. And he's put okay. like a thousand hours into Ark. So he's like, I can't remember what his involvement is, but he might be like helping with development. So that's cool. See, Vin Diesel's like a big nerd. And that's always cool to see uh, someone like Vin Diesel, who yeah. he's been like examples like uh, he's like Riddick from uh, was it uh, Pitch Black I think yeah like he's Riddick and so I think like, oh man but then he plays like uh, Groot and all these like comic stuff but he's really like an actual like comic nerd yeah. and he's he plays D and D like that's really cool. It reminds me of like reading about how Henry Cavill who plays Superman like does like warhammer miniature painting i'm like that's pretty cool henry Cavill, yeah. who plays superman <laughs> so there's arc two next up 
Joseph Ferris is back with a brand new co-op game called It Takes Two. Um, not what I was expecting, but I was very... It, it made me happy to see something kind of joyful after A Way Out. It, it's also cool, too, when you can do what you want without people expecting you to do a certain franchise. Exactly. Uh, it's like Jordan Peele, how he's been in comedy. He was like in Mad TV in like the early 2000s. And then he had a show with his uh, co-host, uh, Keegan-Michael Keyes. And they had their show, the Keen Peele show. So when he went to directing, it was thinking, oh, it's going to be something funny. But then he started doing like horror films. Oh, yeah. So and it, they were good movies, too. Oh, yeah. So it's like it's it's nice to, uh, to do something uh, that, quote unquote, is out of your, uh, I guess, field. And then you actually show people like, no, I, I can do more than just those certain things I've been doing for a couple of years now. Exactly. It shows that Joseph Ferris is not, he's got a like a wide creative width. He's not typecast directing another co-op like Prison Break. Is that what A Way Out was? Like a Prison Break? Yeah, I think it was like Deep Star, like I think it was two people in prison and then I believe they escape or they, they get released and they have to do all these like crazy adventures with just like... You, either you play with the with another person or you let a computer play one of the characters. Yeah. So this one's kind of like a storybook adventure type thing with like a husband and a wife. So it's like, I am down for this type of creativity. And if EA is still publishing like they did with, his, with A Way Out, I don't know if EA is still publishing, but I'm glad that EA is giving these smaller indie developers or smaller developers like the developers of unravel their own little spot to shine so that's that's a good thing that can come out of that yeah definitely interested in this one um another game was season not much to say about season because we haven't really seen gameplay i just wanted to mention that it looked like breath of the wild on a bike so from this point forward it will be referred to as breath of the bike that's all (laughs) i gotta say about that (laughs) breath of a bike so a game that did interest me a lot though was road 96 um if you remember this is the one where you take a road trip but it's a procedurally generated road trip so your enemies your pathways it looks like are all going to be randomized every time you take a run i'm really interested in roguelike stuff like this like i said um kind of like maybe a cross between a roguelike adventure game and no man's sky I've always been interested, and I've said this, there has to be a game out there. I don't care if the game is, like, an hour or even two. I would really want a game that everything you genuinely do does have an effect to like towards the story. That, that reminds me of Disco Elysium, which got announced for, like, PS5. And, and it, it's one that won a ton of awards last year at the Game Awards. Mm-hmm. That's a game that I really want to play where everything you do does actually have an effect on the game. Now it's a long game and I get what mm-hmm. you're coming from, but that's something where every choice you make, everything you say kind of seems like it has an effect, but I get yeah. what you're saying. Yeah. Like depending on the clothes you wear, depending yeah. on what you do to the, your environment and where you're at and certain moments and certain things happen and it could affect the story. Like obviously like in open world games, events happen but it won't affect the story but what if an event did affect the story and something happened or not happened during an event and then it actually does affect the story later on yeah and that's what i would like to see with something procedural like this if done the right way it can feel very natural i think 
the things that happen might be finite, but the order that they happen in could have like impact on the story as a whole. So I'm pretty optimistic about this one. I don't know when it's coming out or what platforms it'll be on, but I just hope it's on PS5. <laughs> I hope too. Um, so we'll just get this one out of the way. Speaking of uh, roguelike, Sega's doing one called uh, Endless Dungeon. I think it was Sega. This is like that sci-fi space looking co-op roguelike that looks like Diablo. I'm always down for more of that. Uh, I never really played any of those like uh, Diablo style games. Yeah, like they're, the style they're pretty of good. Hades is one of them. At least it, it's like Diablo is always like a looter hack and slash, but it takes place on like a isometric field. That's basically what it is. Which brings us to Evil West. Now, I thought this was Call of Juarez just based on how it looked, yeah. but I'll say this, and I just thought of this before we started recording. Maybe this is the Undead Nightmare 2 we've been waiting for. Oh, man. Oh, man. I, I'll talk about... We'll talk about Foreshadow Red Dead later, but Undead Nightmare 2 would be amazing. That's what I'm saying. Maybe this maybe this is going to take some cues from that. Maybe we'll get a like, nice 60 frames per oh, second Western but, third-person shooter. Oh, man, but Undead Nightmare is just a series that I wish... Obviously, I don't wish there was like 50 series out of it, but I wish they make a second one because I was thinking, what if in the Undead Nightmare 2, because uh, there's uh, witches, there's like a witch camp in the, in the second one. Mm-hmm. What if there's witches in Undead Nightmare 2? And they like fly around and like uh like torment like the character and stuff like that. That would be pretty like is possible. Crazy. Like I just feel like anything is possible. And if and if these people, this is the game awards of making things because other people won't make them, right? We've yeah. got not Left for Dead. We've got not hopefully Undead Nightmare, and then we've got Callisto Protocol, not mm-hmm. Dead Space, but. Let me tell you something you might not know about Callisto Protocol that I learned the other day. It takes place in the PUBG universe. Really? Yes. It's oh, like okay. multiple hundreds of years ahead of time, but it does That's take weird. place in the PUBG universe, which I thought was really weird. That's weird. Yeah. I don't have too much to say about it. I just thought I'd bring that up because it's a weird little factoid that's that's weird that's weird but that's interesting too yeah so we're getting into the PUBG like expanded universe kind of like uh they're doing the whole league of legends story game that they showed a trailer for i forgot what it was called so what's next uh overwatch prequel or how about a borderlands before borderlands <laughs> before Borderlands? how about a Fortnite? <laughs> prequel or something <laughs> how about a uh, doom prequel where doom guys just works at a at a regular like just convenience store oh yeah impending doom <laughs> calling it impending doom be on the lookout for a new nintendo direct rumor <laughs> <laughs> we also have a new trailer for that first party game um from i believe the people that did Resogun called returnal that kind of like time loop thing um i think it looks good not not too much to say but the gameplay looks pretty cool to me i don't remember much of that one um it was only a couple of seconds but they did show like a first person like door hallway doorway thing at the beginning of it Mm -hmm. 
I guess that part of the trailer was not reposted when the trailer went online. So okay. maybe Silent Hill still has a chance. Is there anything else uh, towards... Was that most of the things from the Game Awards, right? Is well, there, there is one else? more thing. Yeah. There's one more super-duper awesome thing that I'm actually excited for. And that is the Evil Dead game. All right. <laughs> uh, I am interested, though. Oh, yeah. Me, too. I guess Bruce Campbell is doing the voice. So I'm already hyped. It looks fun. I, I don't know exactly what it is yet. Is it like a co-op versus hordes? Or is it like a multiplayer thing? I just, I don't know. I'm really kind of just hyped for it. That's all. I was thinking, too, that when Mortal Kombat 11 was, uh, which that I think that won Best Fighting Game for this year. Oh, so yeah, Mortal Kombat cool did win Best Fighting Game. Uh, love, uh, do like Mortal Kombat franchise, but Street Fighter... I'm more of Street Fighter right now, but yeah. I'm on and off between the series. But Spawn is in that one, so I, re- I really appreciate that. But I remember when Eleven was like rumors and like, oh, Spawn's in it and uh, Sindel. I remember uh, Ash, Ashley Williams from The Evil Dead was rumored. And he was never kind of, you know, was never really uh, brought out. There, mm-hmm. uh, Bruce Campbell himself was like, I didn't, you know, I, they haven't asked me to do anything like that. Uh, which would not be cool because uh arnold uh didn't voice the t-800 in the game because the terminator is in it but it's one of those things where i think maybe that whole rumor that he was going to be in a game was for this game and not for mortal kombat necessarily yeah might have been and another thing is that it looks like this game has things from all the movies including army of darkness and probably the tv show and yeah, and maybe, maybe it'll have some stuff from the 2013, like, reboot, which I thought was another really good movie. It's such an See, interesting series. It is. Uh, it's it's weird, because each version is different, but they still connect, and that's mm-hmm. the weirdest part. Yeah, so, that's something to look forward to. I think it, I don't know if it said it was coming next year, but I would assume. I was going to get to this, um after the game awards what what trailer or what series that you wanted to be there or you're expecting to be there but it just didn't happen i mean i wanted to see elden ring and um god i wanted (laughs) guess uh i think mine would have been when i saw that trailer i thought it was silent hill and i thought it was going to be another one but it wasn't so i was expecting that one but uh I, i was saying this uh what was your prediction what was your uh well, I guess we could just say just this one. What was your uh, wishful prediction that, oh, if this showed up, that would be amazing? Honestly, I just wanted Elden Ring to show up. Even more than God of War, because we haven't heard anything from Elden Ring in so long. Oh, yeah. What about you? GTA 6. Even, oh, like I said, it's yeah. <laughs> out of the blue, but if it would have showed up, that would have been pretty cool. But, you know, who knows? Honestly, between Elden Ring and GTA 6, I actually don't know which would have been more likely to show up. <laughs> mm. Alrighty. So that was the Game Awards. Um, some interesting things. Let's talk about Indie World real quick. Yeah. Um, first things first. Spelunky 1 and 2 are coming to Switch. This is a big deal for people. Um, have you ever played Spelunky the first one? No, but I've seen it like everywhere. Okay. I've played it on PS4. Mm-hmm. It's cool. It's fun. I like it. It's way too hard. 
it is like a quintessentially difficult roguelike platformer and like everything will kill you in that game if you fall from too high dead one hit dead it's like you'll just fall and you get shot by an arrow out of a trap it's like indiana jones if indiana jones was a roguelike so i'm excited it's coming to the switch both of them i don't know if i'm gonna buy it because you know when it's frustrating is frustrating <laughs> honestly i'm a i'm a uh capture that moment that you said that because that's going to be like my thing now you said it's cool it's fun i like it but it's too difficult that's gonna be like everything <laughs> for me now like as honestly like the uh soul series it's cool oh. it's fun i like it but it's too hard it's how i feel about cuphead even though i want to finish it <laughs> one of these days anyway fist of fluffs baby oh cat based like fighting one. game for the switch it's i like funny uh fighting games like uh crap fight was... Oh yeah, I still haven't played Fight Crab. I really want to get that. Oh, Fight Crab. I I want to get and now I kind of want to get this one cuz I like just like funny fighting games. Yeah, you just basically customize your own like cel-shaded cat and you know have a scratching good time pawing against another cat or four. Is it it was four, right? I think up to four i think it's from two to four it's a cattle royale and maybe the cows, they can put the these cats in uh smash bros since it's a game that's true they could put these cats in smash bros that'd be cool <laughs> now let's switch from silly to serious here oh man and talk about i think the highlight of our our newest indie world um I was cyber hyped. shadow this is from the yacht club games who previously worked on Shovel Knight. So I'm going to go off on a limb here and say, you know this is going to be good. You know this is going to be like the best indie game, like the benchmark for indie games going forward. I just can't get over how cool the trailer was for this. It It's, like I said, we're now seeing companies like, if this company won't do it, we'll just do it ourselves. And not to uh, drag down Ninja Gun, because obviously they shifted their series, but I think there was that kind of, uh, craving for that classic kind of Ninja Gaiden feel, which I got a feel uh, feel of that in this. Yeah, I know Devolver did The Messenger, and that was kind of like a Ninja Gaiden, but then it turns into a Metroidvania halfway through. But yeah. this Cyber Shadow game, I'm telling you right now, day one for me. Period. I can't I can't resist it. This company is too good. I trust Yacht Club Games too much to not get this day one. Oh yeah. <laughs> So there's that. I think it was very impressive showing. Um, Ganosha. Ganosha interests me because it's like Among Us, but anime. And also, I think, single player. And then it's like randomized. So it's almost mm. roguelite in progression. So every time the Ganosha could be somebody different. And, you know, there's an alien. There's crypto in there. And there's a dolphin. Um, crypto. <laughs> I just think the art style looks kind of like eerily cool and I'm they didn't really show much or say much about it but from mm-hmm. what I can tell it's single player among us and I'm kind of down for that. <laughs> this next one I think uh holds a, a deep place in both of our hearts. Oh yeah, for sure. So if you ever watch um Awesome Games Done Quick or Summer Games Done Quick, they've been sh- and and like even E3s and stuff I think beforehand since like 2014 there's a super meat boy forever was announced as a sequel mobile game and i it got expanded to consoles somewhere down the line man this game's been in development for what seems like forever for, forever at this point 
Super Meat Boy Forever in development, but finally coming out on the 23rd. <laughs> Have you ever played the original? Uh, a bit, and it's very difficult. I, I get it. Like, I like it, but it's hard. <laughs> yeah, I, I, <laughs> it's cool. I like it. <laughs> I, I'm a fan of it. It's just difficult. I got to the second to last level of Super Meat Boy. Not like the bonus levels or anything, just the main story levels. I got to the second last level. I, man, I never uninstalled a game so, well, right after getting mad about it, I I spent like four hours trying to clear the second to last level, and I think that's only a little exaggerated, and then I said, you know what, I can't take this anymore, I can't take this level anymore, so you know what, I was content getting to the second to last level, because I saw the last level, and I'm like, I can't do this. Super Meat Boy Forever looks like it has a thousand levels, and it looks easier. But you never know. Never know, man. Another little game, Grindstone. I guess it was an Apple Arcade game. I don't know too much about it. I just thought it looked cool. And you can buy a special like physical collector's edition that comes with some Grindstone crayons with nasty names. <laughs> so there's that. And then finally, Among Us is finally coming to other platforms. Switch, first of all, on Indie World got announced. And I guess they announced it for Xbox today, coming to Game Pass and all that. So... It's the world of Among Us is expanding. Uh, Among Us won a couple awards too uh, this year. Didn't it win best online community community something, maybe something, something like that. that. Um, there's a new map coming to the airship that I guess yeah. people found a way to explore it already on the Switch version. Um, so yeah, Among Us is a very popular game. You would say? Uh yeah. Uh, I think we need to get some friends. Uh and play that because it is fun with friends yeah one day i'll try it one day i have people telling me to play it all the time i see it on my twitter feed all the time anyway (laughs) nintendo online getting some new games this week big one donkey kong country 3 it's finally home it is finally all there on the switch the trilogy it's complete Everyone except for Returns is on the Switch. That's true. So, Nintendo, please (laughs) re-release it for the Switch because that game is a masterpiece. Exactly. There's a few other things. Ignition Factor, a game where you play as a firefighter. Super Valus 4, a game where you play as an anime swordswoman. Tough Enough, a fighting game. And Nightshade... Which kind of looks like a point-and-click game for the NES that I've never heard of, but I guess it's, I've heard of it. I guess it's a prequel to Shadowrun. Yeah, I've heard. I've heard of it. I've seen it. Um, it looks it really is cool. like a point-and-click. Yeah, it's like uh, what's it? Uh, Monkey Island, like that PC yeah. game. Yeah, it's like that. It looks really cool. I'm gonna give it a shot. I heard it's difficult though. So yeah, what NES game isn't? <laughs> so that that'll do it. It's been. It was a. It was a real good week for news. I'd say. Oh, yeah. We've been dry for a bit, but I think this week was pretty good. Yeah, so we do have a Nintendo Direct rumor, if you will indulge it, for Super Princess Daisy. And I already like this. You already know I'm down for this. It says here, Make way, peasants. The baddest girl in all of Sarah Saland is finally here for a long overdue adventure in this 3D action platformer taking place across a nightmarish world come alive. Tasked with saving Luigi, Daisy journeys by motorcycle to the vicious Cosmos Kingdom where new, never-before-seen friends and foes in the Nintendo universe await. 
traverse eight interconnected areas ranging from the intergalactic planes all the way to the infinite flames as our villain, the crazed king Antimatter, fuses the planet's land with that of galaxies from far, far away. Hint, hint. Power up Daisy with new suits, new weapons like blasters and laser swords, and the game's trademark new feature, the Space Eye. Using the Space Eye, Daisy can manipulate the world around her, changing the landscape, opening pathways, and defeating troublesome foes. Of course, it's all customizable. From color to look, the game is not skimping out on letting you create the coolest Daisy in any universe. Engage with devastating set pieces that push the switch to its absolute limit. Fight bosses from giant astral anomalies to one-on-one -on -one sword fights against the lieutenants of antimatter and team up with new heroes sure to leave their mark on the canon of Sarah Saland and the Nintendo world as a whole. With a fully voiced story and an all-star cast, sci-fi collides with reality in the most ambitious 3D platformer ever. Experience over 30 hours of epic, challenging content, combat, and customization, with many, many more to see everything in the world of the Cosmos Kingdom has to offer. After being shoved to the side in spin-offs, the true Princess Daisy is about to have the wildest adventure of anyone in the Mario universe. Worlds collide, and only Daisy emerges in Super Princess Daisy. I'm down for this. I think it's about time we had a super serious AAA Nintendo 3D action game starring Daisy, my favorite character of Nintendo. <laughs> Is it? It, it, it? At least the Mario universe, probably. <laughs> Man, I don't know who's my favorite. I, 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 I never mind. I do know who's my favorite. Who? Pauline. Hmm. Maybe she'll. Maybe maybe they'll see this game and they'll be like, you know, who needs a game next? Pauline. She has. She could have her own. Like, what if she has like a a nightshade style, like point and click, like mystery type game, uh, in New Donk City, because oh, she's be the cool. mayor. I'll have to play Nightshade and see if that type of game works for me, and then and then I'd be down with that rumor. <laughs> well, any type of like kind of mysterious point and click, like uh, I guess like Ellie Noir kind of like detective style like game. Yeah. So Princess Peach had a three a two D platformer on the DS, so it's only natural that Princess Daisy would get a three D platformer akin to like Odyssey on the Switch, except cooler with laser swords and potential Star Wars crossover possibilities. Oh, yeah. So, I'm down for this one. Princess Daisy's cool in my book. <laughs> I mean, sucks that it, she doesn't get enough of... I mean, her and Rosalina... Like, Peach and Rosalina are in more games than I think Daisy is. Yeah, Daisy's always in the spinoffs or, you know, Mario Kart yeah. or something. But put her in a 3D platform. While we're at it, give NES Peach a game. Mm. The, mm -hmm. one with the, the one with the red hair? Yeah. Give her a game. Or a skin. Speaking of games, we we played some this week. I'll go through mine quick, and then I want to talk about yours a little. Um, I finished the Kate Bishop story on Avengers. Um, uh -huh. It was really good. I enjoyed it, and I enjoyed the gameplay. And I'll probably hop back in this weekend, do, do some more missions, try to level her up a little. So no problem there. Um, Animal Crossing is something that I forget to bring up every week, even though I still yeah. play it every single day so since i've last talked about it they've done a halloween event which was really cool and a thanksgiving event which was really cool but now it's the biggest one for me christmas so now i'm like constantly like grinding for snowflakes to build new things because the christmas stuff can all be customized and it's like you know what i could settle for one 
like icicle table or tree but why not have all the colors of the rainbow so it's like i have to keep going on making my perfect snowmen because only the perfect snowmen give you a snowflake and now now they threw in ornaments last night so <laughs> you can make ornament items now like an ornament wreath or something like that and i'm just like i like animal crossing i'm shocked i stayed with it as long as i have but you know it it's therapeutic it's it's surprising how that game is actually like taking over like Mario Kart 8 cuz Mario Kart 8 was the Switch's like most popular game. Has it that overtaken actually, it yet? It's close if probably. it hasn't. Probably. Yeah. But I guess the sales of Mario Kart 8 has kind of like dwindled and then Animal Crossing has non-stop like picking up some steam. Yeah. So there's that. I finished Control. Um I might talk about that a little more in another episode because there's probably a lot more to say about it, but Mm-hmm. Um, I'll do that after I finish the DLC. I'm working on the DLC. Um, again, I'll mention that that game has some really good difficulty tweaking options to really make it like the game you want to play. It's as if a difficult game you have and you say, I like it, but it's too hard. Well, in Control, you can make it as easy, as hard as you want. And I think that's cool. I also platted Spider-Man Remastered after only one more really bad PS5 crash. So mm. I'm going to hold off on playing the DLC until another patch comes out. Um, but I'll say, I'll say this as many times as it takes. That game is one of, if not the most fun game to just go around the city in. It never gets old. I did not have a single issue platting that game a second time because I was just having so much fun. I haven't seen it yet. I haven't gotten it, but I'm interested in it. But those crashes, I think they need to figure out about that. Yeah, I mean, it's basically the same as the PS4 game, and you've played that. So the only real difference is the graphical improvements from Miles Morales, like we talked about, and the frame rate. Otherwise, it's the same really fun, really nice, and really cool game. Um, And actually, both Spider-Man games on the PS5... Um, just got patched to be able to run 60 frames with ray tracing. No kidding. So there's three wow. modes now. There's 4K, wow. 30, and then there's 60 frames, and then there's 60 frames with ray tracing. So both of them got hmm. that special patch the past couple of weeks. <laughs> oh, nice. Yeah, so that's cool. That's surprising. And then one other little thing I've been playing this week is uh, Fall Guys Season 3. That came out on Tuesday, and look, I think this is the best content they've ever done. The new games are all really good, and there's a mode where you can just play the new games. Uh, Robert, I'm halfway through the season. Oh, wow. I'm level 20. It's been out for two days. Wow, that's pretty That's pretty cool, because it does take a while sometimes with those uh, battle systems or tier yeah. systems. But the new games are so fun, and I'm really good at them to where I've been able to consistently make it to round five like every time. <laughs> so I'm, I'm getting mean, the, the points are racking up. This, this, I mean, it's all cool and all, but no Cajun fries. Yeah, the Cajun fries, they still haven't been announced yet or like dropped on the store. Um, so here's the thing. I won a crown on a mm-hmm. new final round based off rollout. It's called Roll Off, and it's Roll Out, but there's only two rows. There's a new thing now called the Crown Rank, and it retroactively adds the crowns you've earned, and there's, like, gold costumes now. 
where people who have like hundreds and even thousands of gold of crowns can get these gold costumes. They said that nobody who plays the game has achieved the highest crown rank yet, and every crown rank has a reward tied to it. There's a golden hot dog. Oh man, <laughs> the golden hot dog. I think you need like a th- over a thousand crowns for it. Oh man. So I'm like, I'm kind of good at this winter, these new finals. <laughs> so maybe, oh, maybe. Maybe. Good luck. Anyone yeah, who does yeah. it, good luck. Um, the costumes are really cool this this season too. They're Christmas themed, and you know, I got like a like a elf one. I got Krampus. I got a snowman. And I added Amazon Prime to get like a like a cool Christmas sweater. So, yeah, Fall Guys, it's. I think this is the best update they've done for it. I actually think this is the best content in the game so far. So that's all I'll say about that. You've been playing something kind of interesting this week. You went back yeah. to something. I went back to something, and surprisingly, I didn't go to another thing because I should have <laughs> shifted to should have had my attention on something else. But mm-hmm. we both bought Red Dead Redemption Two when it first came out yes we did and so we were pretty much uh day one online players um from the from the start mm-hmm. um first time little to no content at all when the first kind of beta version of it it was kind of fun hanging around with friends but obviously you need things to do in an open world in order to keep people occupied and interested yeah it felt very um, empty at the start yeah so uh, I, I say you really do need to play it because I think you you haven't even played it even before they added like the roles like bounty hunting and collector and all that stuff. Yeah, it's been a while. So for you, it would be a lot of stuff to do now. But uh, I've been kind of playing it here and there, but gave up on it. I forgot the last time I played it a couple couple months back with just a couple friends, but that's it. But then I came back to it. Um, I bought the Outlaw Pass number four. I skipped out on three. I bought number four. There's a a belt buckle that i want it's the final belt buckle on the tier system and i really want it do the outlaw passes expire or can you get them like... they expire oh okay march 31st i think is when this one is so it's still oh, like some time, super though. mario <laughs> yeah but uh i'm almost done with it and i started like this week like i started monday so i'm it's not hard to do uh if you have roles so uh, you should just unlock it. It'll help you level up too with certain roles and get certain XP and get really cool rewards out of it. So it's not nothing too bad. But G- the thing is that GTA Five just dropped its new map expansion and heist update. I think it was called the the Cayo Perico um, heist. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That. But the island is not rendered on the actual like bigger map. I think it's its own separate thing. Like a separate so, area that you load yeah. into? Oh, that's yeah. kind of odd for an open world game like that. Um, GTA Online, I'm to the point where it's no longer fun because uh. it it costs a lot to buy. I, I guess like the, it's an example of every time they add a new heist or they add these cool things, it costs money. And examples, it costs three million dollars to buy this submarine and that's just like us to start without including like customization and all that the only real way to make money in that game is by uh your biker club and uh your bunker other than that if you're starting up the heist and you're buying it and you're buying these locations you're i'm pretty you're pretty much losing money at that point because you have to spend millions in order to get the good stuff 
it's that monetization element that that games you like games of course like like a free-to-play game for example has to have that monetization and it's a, an incentive to spend money on yeah microtransactions. but i'm not materialistic i don't care for much i've got an apartment in the game like a high-end apartment i've got the bunker the club the nightclub uh i guess the nightclub too that's another way to make uh, some cash but you have to still do some missions here and there it's, it's sort of grindy too much um I, I i can't do it for so long i get burnt out pretty quick if for a certain amount of like months but it, like, if you're if you're the one buying this setups you're losing money the only people who really make money from these heists are the people who you invite to join you those are the people that make them like money off because they don't have to put any money into it. Mm. They just get the rewards. Like yeah, they put work in, but you have to put so much money into it. It's like who's gonna who's gonna pay for the group to have fun this this yeah. session? Basically, that's that's the way I see it now. Um, and also, GTA is kind of gone. He's not only just uh, jumped the shark, but it threw that shark to the sun. <laughs> um, there's flying like motorcycles and there's all this oh, like, that sounds weird, cool though tech. it sounds cool dude but it's it's a kind of annoying when you're trying to have a casual drive in the city and just kind of hang out with friends uh. but then a guy in a flying motorcycle with rocket launchers on it comes and just blows your like stuff up and oh yeah you have to... like grief yeah basically like griefing like it, you have to, when you sell your items you have to sell them in open lobbies you can't do it private so uh. Imagine selling a truckload of goods and then someone comes in and just, you know, blows it up, ruins Uh, the whole goods, and now you lost money and time through that. So my thing with Red Dead is that it may have its bumps on the road, it may have its hiccups, but in Red Dead, I at least have the enjoyment of just walking around the open world. And if someone comes by, they don't have, uh, I've said this, they don't have like a flying bear coming at you and, you know, destroy whatever you're doing or, you know, bother you or whatever. You at least have a, a fighting chance on the Red Dead Online. Yeah, it's like a, it's such a nice world to be in. I do want to go back one day to yeah. just, you know, trotting around Red Dead with with my Arthur Morgan or my custom character and and, and his horse. And it's one of those game worlds I like to be in because it's calm most of the time. Like there's things yeah. that happen, but there's things that happen in Ghost of Tsushima too. It's still a calm game world. It's fun to be in and really pretty. I mean, if like if you ever want to get on, I'll help you through it and tell you like if there's because obviously there's probably a lot of stuff they added to it that you probably don't even know what to do. So oh, yeah, I'll it's help been you. Ages. But I guess that uh, yeah, GTA Online is just too chaotic, and like I said, I it's to the point where you can't be in that world of the openness without being in a, like a military like weapon either you're in a tank or a flying motorcycle with like rockets on it or, or a jet it's kind of like that you can't just casually like drive a vehicle so if you drive any vehicle someone's just gonna come and kind of ruin your time and it's just like eh you why know? people gotta be like that I mean, it, it's just the way it is. I think it wasn't so bad if obviously if it was like how it was in the first place but they added so much like weird unrealistic military said a flying motorcycle and it has like the best rocket launcher things like the t- second version so like the lock-on systems like on point so mm. it, it can it can shoot you from a certain i mean there's always the whole like oh but you can it's just kind of like i don't want to deal with the headache so i'd rather just play red dead online and it kind of disappoints me that they're updating gta 5 online but not red dead online yeah like gta 5 has a announced ps5 version but red dead doesn't have a announced ps5 version or update or anything like that as far as no. i can tell so 
my thing is, like I said, even with the bumps on the road, I still enjoy it. I'm almost done with my battle system. Probably by the end of this week, I'll probably finish it. I'm like 88. Mm-hmm. So I'm almost... I, I'm thinking even high. I think I'm like 90-something. So I'm almost to 100. So I'm, I'm almost done. I just got to my desired level, which was 96, because there was a coat I wanted. So I unlocked a coat that I really wanted. And uh, Red Dead Online is sold as standalone now, if you want, right? Yeah, I okay. think it's like five bucks for PS Plus members standalone. Yeah, it, it's on sale right now. I think for launch. Hopefully, mm. this helps it have a an audience, and then they can actually start doing stuff with it. Because I was, it's a whole another episode we can discuss about the whole online. Maybe we discuss it next week. But uh, there's some ideas I think Rockstar could do that could help it. Um, and like I said, we'll get into death more with the online some other day because I don't want to. Yeah, get too I might much hop it, back on sometime soon. We'll see. Anything Pretty anything much. on the PS5 with that, that loads a little bit better or runs at a better frame rate, depending on the game, works for me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it, it bothers me that it's stuck at a solid 30, but my, my I guess, thing here is have it a boost mode 60 frames, and then from there they can add things to it because, like we said, frames matter. Uh, frames can change a game from being an okay experience or unpleasant experience to wow this game is actually playable and it's much more fun at this speed exactly i don't care about ray tracing if it costs me frames yeah oh and speaking of frames i'm not talking about this game today but i did get devil may cry 5 special edition and that Ooh, uh, yeah. that has frames and that also has turbo mode so i saw I'll be that. talking about that in the future here <laughs> That's that's for future. But like I said, Red Dead Online. But like I said, for, to Rockstar, if someone listens, add sixty frames for Red Dead Online. Even to the story mode, add sixty to story mode. Or at least unlock. I it. think, <laughs> I honestly think, in my honest opinion, this game would benefit in a PS5 upgrade, a hundred percent. If they can change certain things here and there, the frames, the cover system, the shooting system, the it's everything about everything, and they can, you know, because obviously it's tied to PS4. That's what they were limited to, but. Since PS5 is out, if they're doing it for GTA 5, I hope they don't forget about Red Dead. Bring out Undead Nightmare 2. I think Undead Nightmare 2 would be great for this game. Oh, absolutely. Because uh, cre- there's some creepy... I mean, the bayous, there's like a ghost, so it's already creepy. It's like, Undead Nightmare 2 would be amazing. Otherwise, Evil West will have to satisfy our Western zombie saga. Yeah. And <laughs> PS5 version, I think this game... And it's just like... A lot of the other games we talk about, there's the potential is there. It just needs a little bit more time or a little bit more effort put into it. It's like, uh, as far as Red Dead goes, I do think there will be a PS5 version at some point. Mm-hmm. I don't think it'll be a free upgrade. That's what I'm thinking too. I'm thinking like how G- they did with GTA 5 from 3 to 4. I think they're going to re-release it as a PS5 version. Yeah, maybe a $40 PS5 version of Red Dead Redemption 2. Which I, I just at least hope a boost mode for PS4 right now. That's yeah. all I hope for. Maybe Rockstar will toss in a patch or two between now and the time it comes out. But if they can, if if a company feels like they can probably sell a new version of the game, they probably will. What if what if they make Undead Nightmare Two right? Undead Nightmare Two, but yeah. like how Spider Man did with Miles Morales, they added oh, the remake of the sec- first one. What if they do that That'd and then the cool. PS5 version? Yeah, so it's like hey. They could just do that way where you're buying Undead Nightmare 2 and you get the remake of the second one for PS5, like, on top of it. Yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah. All right. Is that about it for this week? I think after this whole 
good news week and how what we've been playing through i think that should wrap it up yep so we'll be playing playing some more games here and talking about it as always because i feel like the news will probably go down for a while being the end of the year and all that but we'll try to have some special nice episodes for you guys for new year's and christmas i've got some ideas so we want to thank you as always for listening as usual we are on our podbean site but you can easily access us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. You can also follow us on Twitter at Markers on the Map. And hey, it's like we always say, at the end of the day, the real Game Awards 2020 was the friends we made along the way. So we'll see you next time. Bye. Later. Later.